0: Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
1: If you're a firearms enthusiast like I am, or you have one in your life, let me tell you about the industry's best-kept secret, Bear Creek Arsenal. This is a veteran-owned and operated gun manufacturer. Bear Creek Arsenal, that is, based in Sanford, North Carolina. They make high-quality firearms at an incredible value. Learn more about Bear Creek Arsenal at bearcreekarsenal.com slash buck. Use promo code BUCK to get 10% off your first order. One more time, BearCreekArsenal.com slash BUCK and promo code BUCK to get 10% off your first order.
0: Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome in Thursday edition, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. We have got a loaded show for all of you. Carrie Lake running for the Senate from Arizona. You may have heard about the recording controversy in the state of Arizona, allegations that some were willing to pay her not to run for the Senate. Uh, We will talk about all of that drama with her, as well as how things are looking in Arizona as we sit about 10 months out from Arizona being one of the four or five most important states in terms of who's going to be elected president of the United States. Also, our friend Riley Gaines will join us at two. She works at OutKick. She is fighting for a crazy proposition. Women's sports should only be made up of women, not by men pretending to be women. She will be in our New York City studio. Uh, Many of you, by the way, can watch all three hours of this program now. Uh, You can see us right now at clayandbuck.com. So you'll be able to see Riley. I think you'll be able to see Carrie Lake. There are, is now video accompaniment of all three hours of the program if you are on clayandbuck.com. So uh, we appreciate all of you who are watching there now, but certainly we also love all of you listening on our 500 AMF affiliates nationwide. Uh, and we start with what is going on at the border down in Texas. Of all of the issues in 2024 that confront Joe Biden, crime, inflation, the economy, the war in the Middle East, the war in Europe, nothing is as much of a problem for Joe Biden right now as the continued influx of illegal immigrants across our southern border, and the Supreme Court has gotten involved. The courts in general have gotten involved. The Fifth Circuit, which is their circuit court before the Supreme Court, has been considering a question of whether or not Texas can put up barbed wire, razor wire, to try to dissuade people from crossing the Rio Grande River, coming into Texas, and arguing that they deserve asylum in this country. And, Buck, you've been down to the border before. You know how this process works. Many of you out there listening to us I have been paying attention to this uh, story for a long time. This is what really got Donald Trump elected in 2016 was his recognition of how the southern border had become effectively a sieve. And I want to read from a letter that Greg Abbott put out yesterday, which echoed like wildfire, just spread like crazy through social media. Uh, And this is the last two paragraphs of that letter. Uh, that i thought were the most cogent and compelling we essentially have a battle between the state of texas over whether they can try to restrict uh the illegal immigrants entering in the state of texas or not with the power of joe biden under immigration policy and here's what uh here's what greg abbott governor of texas wrote james madison alexander hamilton and other visionaries who wrote the u.s constitution foresaw states should not be left to the mercy of a lawless president who does nothing to stop external threats, uh, threats like cartels smuggling millions of illegal immigrants across the border. That's why the framers included clauses uh, that says uh, each state shall be protected against invasion and state sovereign interest in protecting their borders. The failure of the Biden administration to fulfill these duties has basically left it to Texas, to invoke its right of self-defense and constitutional authority to defend and protect itself. This is a supreme law of the land, supersedes any federal statutes. The Texas National Guard, the Texas Department of Public Safety, and other Texas personnel are acting on that authority, as well as state law, to secure the Texas border. Buck, this is a major inflection point, not only politically, but also morally as it pertains to our southern border.
1: Well, you know, also, it's a recognition of what's really going on here that I think is sweeping over the country. We are losing our country. Uh, because if you do not have a border, you do not have a country. It's just a question of uh, what the timeline is. How quickly do the grains of uh, sand go to, to the bottom of the hourglass and it's all over? Uh, this is what is happening when you have on track for 8 million illegals in four years, 8 million. I mean, just to put that in perspective, everybody... By census data from about the year 2000 until the end of the Obama administration, I think it was, they were claiming there were 11 million total illegals in the United States, okay? So you're looking at a, call it a 20-year, 16 to 20-year run, where they say, yeah, we've got about 11 million illegals that have in all that. By the way, that number was low and was always inaccurate, but I'm just saying that was their official data. Now we're looking at 8 million in four years. Uh, to give you a sense of how much that has accelerated, look, the state of Texas, uh, is going forward with putting up the wire. All that the order really says, and you know, people are getting very, uh, very pugnacious in their legal analysis here. The order says that it re- really just removes the, right, the stay on the federal government from removing so the federal government is no longer blocked from removing the wire that's what this does state of texas is like all right we're going to still find ways to put down wire governor abbott is not backing down over this because you know what should happen it should be a replication clay of what we've seen with the migrants in the cities this is what the libs want they should get it this is. They, they want to pick this fight? They want to have an open border? Let's remind the country of it. Let's have federal resources spent at a time when the border is totally overwhelmed, when a 100,000 Americans a year are dying of fentanyl overdoses, almost all of which is coming directly from Mexico. Let's have the Biden DHS removing barriers to illegal entry, focusing on that at this point in time, and let's get some video
0: of it. Let's show people this in the months ahead. I think it's so this- critical... This puts, Buck, to the point, I I think you're right, it is critical, but it also puts Biden between a rock and a hard place, right? Because if he tries to go and rip away this razor wire, this barbed wire, then it's clear that they want the southern border to be wide open. And only about 17, 15 percent somewhere in that neighborhood agree with the way that the Biden administration is handling the southern border, so... This is another example of one of these cases where you've got political, where you've got legal, where you have so many different intertwined complexities that if you try to enforce federal law, you are setting yourself up to rubber stamp the disaster that is going on on the border and own it and also, Buck, with media there because this is drawing even more attention to the chaos at the southern border. Remember, we started talking about this a while ago, and there were almost no media that would cover it. Remember when Fox had the drone up at Eagle Pass, and Fox News was the only outlet that would even talk about the disaster that was going on at the border? And, and the other
1: media was horrified. They're like, how dare yes. you show this critical story of national importance using drone footage?
0: That's right. They were so upset that anybody was covering it at all. We've, we kind of joked about this before. Uh, Bill Malugin is like the only guy that even covers the border, right? I mean, he's down there with his perfect hair, uh, you know, like uh, always at the uh, at the border. I was at the Patriot Awards recently, and somebody got up who was a border agent. Uh, they gave him an award. I think it was a year and a half ago or two years ago, maybe. And he said, uh, the most amazing thing about the border isn't, uh, you know, the natural beauty of Texas. It isn't, um, you know, uh, all the hard work that everybody puts in on Border Patrol. He said it's that Bill Malugin can fly in a helicopter wearing a helmet, Land, take off his helicopter and his hair, uh, take off the, the the helicopter helmet and his hair is still absolutely perfect. It was really funny when he was uh, getting up talking about that. Bill Malugin and I have something in common, Clay. Yes, yes, you guys are both indestructible. You could you don't even need helmets. And so what's wild about this is what does Biden do? Let's pretend you were in the White House right now. Because it's not only a political problem, it's also a legal problem. And I would submit that Greg Abbott and all the other, there are a bunch of other governors yeah. now who have signed on with the idea being that Greg Abbott can defend Texas from invasion. I don't even know what they do, Buck. I, well, I don't see, know here, how they the play issue. this. Here is the issue because because the
1: the Democrat base, the twenty percent of just they they'll, they love Biden, even though they know that he's a joke, and uh, the the hardcore of the Democrat party is open borders. That's what's happened. You know, it used to be the Democrat party, um, was, you know, weak on immigration, but it was, it, it wasn't the open door policy that it has turned into post Obama. And I would argue, and there's a whole conversation here that this is all just an outgrowth of the Obama, um, attitude toward illegal immigration, which is not surprising because Biden is really Obama's third term. Uh, but Clay on a, on an election year, this is an issue. Where it's solidly 65 to 70% of the American people think this is a big problem. And the Supreme Court, to the point that you've been making about how, okay, well, at least they're establishing that there is federal supremacy on this, right? That the, that the, basically the White House gets to do what it wants on immigration. That does put it squarely at Biden's feet. This, this isn't a, oh, you know, but, but they're going to say it's all about Congress and the failure to act and all this stuff. Did you even see Mitch McConnell? Yeah. Has said this, this was really interesting. Mitch McConnell has said that with Trump now as the de facto nominee, the politics of this has changed. No deal. I've been pounding the table on the show about how disastrous any kind of a deal would be. The deal is a sham. It just yes. lets Democrats pretend they're doing something. When Mitch McConnell sees that Democrats are trying to pull one
0: over, you know, they're trying some shady stuff. Buck, I mean, we could be headed for a situation and, and, and by the way, I'd love to hear from, if there are any, let me t- toss out, constitutional scholars in the audience. I don't mean people who took constitutional law, because I did that. I mean people who are actual constitutional scholars. 800-282-2882. Buck, we could be headed for a situation where Joe Biden uses the National Guard to stop the Texas National Guard, right, the state, Texas State Guard, from being able to defend the southern border. And I don't even know what that interplay would look like for the federal government to be rolling in. Can you imagine the optics on this? Rolling into the southern border and ripping down all of the obstacles that the state of Texas is trying to put in place to keep immigrants from entering the country. The optics on that occurring are so staggeringly bad for Biden that it makes it difficult for me to even think how he could play it, Abbott has really checkmated Joe Biden. And I think we have to give credit to Greg Abbott, by the way. Greg Abbott started these migrant buses going to New York and D.C. and Chicago and all of these sanctuary cities. And I think many people kind of rolled their eyes when this started, believing that the impact of that would be Relatively non existent. Instead, Greg Abbott has brought the left to its knees in this country by simply asking them and forcing them to deal with the consequences of their policy choices. That's all he's done. This
1: all falls in line with what we're seeing, which is by sending, and he remember the busing was started by Abbott. He is making people see and making people talk about the open border that is a choice of lawlessness, a choice of nullification of federal sovereign sovereignty by the Biden White House. People have to see it, they have to deal with it, and now they have to know it. And I think this is, if you had a strong Democrat in office right now, this would be a problem. For a
0: super weak Democrat like Joe Biden, I think they're going to start to panic over this in time. I really do. And and I think, again, the lesson for everybody out there listening in congressional offices and Senate law offices is, When your opponent lights themselves on fire, don't start dancing with them. Let them deal with the fact that they have lit themselves on fire. A lot of times it seems to me Republicans stumble into the fire, too, um, and and end up a part of the conflagration.
1: Uh, Mitch McConnell's listening to you, because there are Republicans in the Senate who are, oh, this is a good deal. The worst Republicans, think of the worst Republicans in the Senate. They all want to do this bipartisan immigration deal, and Mitch is like, I don't think that's a good idea.
0: Yeah, good credit. Give him credit for this, because, again, this is the signature issue, I think, of Trump 2024. You know, Buck and I are history nerds, and we're proud of it, but a lot of young people out there today, they don't know anything about history, and they're being constantly manipulated by what they see on social media. They have a goldfish-style memory. No understanding or comprehension or perspective of what the country and its history represents. That's why Hillsdale's important. Hillsdale's been leading the way in promoting civic education. The administration and faculty at Hillsdale, in fact, are a group of Americans who learned the true history of our country. The good, the bad, the ugly. It's the same group of Americans doesn't take our freedoms for granted and appreciates the sacrifices of men and women who've defended our borders and stood up for democracy when it was needed most. You'll be able to hear one of their latest forms of education, actual radio commercials called Constitution Minutes. These are short, clear lessons on the principles of liberty available to hear on demand at clayandbuckforhillsdale.com. Now more than ever, it's critical the next generation not only learns our history but understands the importance of defending our freedoms. That's clayandbuckforhillsdale.com. Clayandbuckforhillsdale.com. Tunnel to Towers helped severely injured service members and first responders as well as Gold Star families and the families of fallen first responders. It's already come to the aid of so many heroes and their families by providing mortgage-free homes.
1: The foundation is also committed to eradicating veteran homelessness. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good. 95 cents of every dollar goes directly to their programs. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at t2t.org. That's T2T.org. the number Look, I'm a two-way guy. Second Amendment, all about it. I appreciate the sport of shooting. I appreciate marksmanship. I appreciate the right to bear arms and to defend oneself. I also respect the craftsmanship of a well-made firearm at a phenomenal price. My first career out of college put me in parts of the world where, you know what, I had to have a firearm to protect myself. Years later, I keep myself trained and in shape with my firearms. Going to the gun range with my brothers on the weekend, that's a regular event for us. It's a great time to come together, and it helps keep our skills sharp. So if you're a firearms enthusiast like me, or you have one in your life, let me tell you about the industry's best-kept secret, Bear Creek Arsenal. They offer a wide range of premium calibers at a fraction of what the competition does. How does Bear Creek Arsenal do it? There's no middleman fees, that's how. I own one of their AR-15s. It is an incredible firearm. They know what they're doing. Discover Bear Creek Arsenal. Go online to bearcreekarsenal.com slash buck. That's bearcreekarsenal.com slash B-U-C-K. Use my name, Buck, as your promo code for 10% off your first order. You're going to be amazed at the incredible quality of their firearms and the unbeatable price. Bearcreekarsenal.com slash buck. Use the name Buck to get that 10% off your first order.
0: Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Got Carrie
1: Lake, who is running for a critical Senate seat in Arizona. She'll be with us bottom of this hour. A lot to talk to her about. You know, Arizona, border state, Senate race. Some other stuff in the news that we'll get to with her. Uh, and then Riley Gaines, third hour, should women be the only ones playing women's sports? Most obvious question in the world. Democrats think it's really complicated. It's not, actually. Turns out it's not, but they get very angry about it. We shall discuss. I should say the answer is not complicated. The reality in our day-to-day lives now is. Um, but we were discussing the um, major showdown right now in Texas, and the Biden administration is finding out that, yes, in fact, you should not mess with Texas uh, and what's going to go on there with the illegal migrant flow. And Clay and I are actually thinking about going down to the border together. We've discussed this. I think that's going to happen. It's just a question of the best timing uh, for this because you want to make sure that, um, it's, it's, it, believe it or not, there are places in the border where uh, the migrant flow moves very much from place to place. So one week, you know, it could be El Paso is just processing huge numbers and then within a you know within a few weeks or a few months the flow moves and it's all coming in over mccallan i mean there's a little bit all across the border in the main areas but um, you know the main crossing areas but it it can move so i want to make sure that we go uh where we can see the most of what's going on and the, the stretch resources they won't let us see by the way clay there's all these oh we're so worried about privacy um for the migrants they won't let us go to any of the processing centers. They won't let us. This is just Biden policy. They keep it out of uh, out of the view of the press. They say it's because we don't want to violate the privacy of these migrants. People are walking into our country illegally and then saying, "Give me a lot of free stuff." But yeah, we're supposed to be so worried if they were to be on like video in the background. Uh, it's all lies, you know. They just don't want you to see what's really going on in these places. But let's get into something else for a second. Uh, Clay sent this in for the team, and I just, this is amazing. I think it's important, Clay, that we all prepare ourselves mentally for what's going to be happening in this election cycle. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of lying, but there are going to be uh, tactics of mind manipulation on display that even if you know what they are, they can, you can start to say, wait, hold on a minute. Gaslighting is one of the good examples of this. Gaslighting comes to us from a play where a, a husband keeps on gaslighting his wife and the play is called Gaslight. And that's where we get the term. Um, Kamala Harris was expressing her concern about what could she said this out loud everyone about what could happen if we lose this democracy because of a president who weaponizes the DOJ play seven
3: November of 2024 binary and on the other side you've got someone who has said that if he were back in office he would weaponize the Department of Justice someone who has openly applauded insurrectionists as patriots, someone who has said that they will go after their political enemies and and applauds dictators, indicating that he would be one. So let's be really clear about what's at stake.
1: Uh, What's at stake? She's worried that Trump, may use the DOJ to, I don't know, prosecute people that he doesn't like politically? How can there be such a lack of self-awareness? This is the... It's not just like the Biden administration is doing this, Clay. Their entire re-election effort is effectively
0: based on weaponizing the DOJ. Everything that they tell you Trump will do, they've already done. I, I just... This is why there needed to be, and I hope the Supreme Court is going to finally be willing to stand on principle and espouse a really expansive version of presidential powers. And it's a challenging responsibility, honestly, because we've talked about this on uh, the program for a while. The president shouldn't be able to commit a violent felony and avoid punishment for it. So, if the president picked up a, uh, you know, a, a light stick, uh, a candlestick, and hit somebody in the head and killed them in the in the White House, the president should be prosecuted for that violent crime. President doesn't drive a car. President's not going to be able to probably ever commit a felony while driving a vehicle. Things like that are challenging, but delineating what is within the scope of presidential powers. And what can and cannot be considered criminal in nature is incredibly important, and I d- and it's a hard job, Buck. Right, because figuring out not only what the law is for current situations, but de- defining a scope and permutation of that power, so that you can't later be charged with crimes relating to presidential powers is, I think, a very important aspect of what we're learning from these Trump charges. I think what's going to end up happening, first of all, remember all the talk about March 4th? And I don't think there's any way that the Jack Smith case is going to be able to go to trial until July. But that's only because the Supreme Court is stepping in. And I I think the Supreme Court is going to try to create a situation where the American public can render a verdict. Hey, do we want Trump to be president or not? Instead of Joe Biden trying to put his chief political adversary in prison for the rest of his life. But everything that Kamala said she's worried about Biden, uh, about Trump doing, Joe Biden is already doing. Is is that very important?
1: Is that then going to be worse from the perspective of? how it will influence things i mean if if the trial happens in um if the trial happens in july i mean you got to assume what probably six to eight weeks or something it'll go so we might have a verdict theoretically right if i'm if my you know I, i don't sit around scheduling trials for a living so i don't know necessarily but uh we might have a verdict in september or october when it could do again theoretically maximum damage to trump right so so pushing it back i mean to me if we're sitting here when's the worst time that you could get a guilty verdict in any trial against trump september october of this year
0: well i think where it will become challenging is the department of justice has a general policy that they try not to bring cases directly implicating the uh elect election cycle
1: so it's more of a guideline than a rule, though, isn't it? Kind of like you don't prosecute the chief political rival I, who's the nominee of the other party, right? I mean, just to be I, fair. I
0: get it. I get it. Um, but that is, in and of itself, kind of a challenging dynamic. I think that's why Merrick Garland is saying that he wants to try to get a verdict so quickly. I think that's why they've been trying to rush it to such a degree. Heck, I'll even toss something out there, Buck. And I don't know how it could happen. But remember, we've still got the South Florida case. If I'm Trump's team, I would rather get enmeshed in that South Florida case than the D.C. case. Because the jury's going to be better for him. Jury's going to be better. Uh, It's going to be slower moving because Eileen Cannon, the judge there, seems far more reasonable than Chutkin, the judge that is in Mm. D.C. She's
1: not an anti-Trump zealot who will do anything the Democrat Party wants, yes.
0: And, And the reason I raise that as an issue is, remember, that case right now is scheduled for May. So if you were able to slot it so that that case were scheduled, let's say, for, for July, and that were already put in place, then the Jack Smith case would have to get in line behind that, and there's no way they'd be able to get that case completed before the uh, before the, uh, the the election itself. And remember, I, I think there's a decent chance that a lot of this is going to get blown up in a negative way. Isn't Trump in court today with this ridiculous e. Jean Carroll thing? I think on? he
1: wants the introduction of the E. Jean Carroll. I remember this very well on CNN. And you remember, remember what happened? Oh, yeah, on CNN when she, she talked about on. some
0: people think rape's a wonderful thing or whatever crazy She's, comment the she The quote was,
1: gave was Some people think the, this is the quote that she said. Yes. was um Some people think rape is sexy. That was yes. the quote. End quote. And you could see Anderson Cooper's face just kind of like oh, my God, what just happened on my show? Yes. Trump wants that introduced at the trial to show that basically he thinks that she's like an emotionally and psychologically unstable person. I think the judge is not allowing it, but that is what he wanted to be included in evidence. And so that's part of the dispute that's going on today because, right, he, he lost the civil case against her. But then am I right in that this is now a. She sued for defamation based on what he said
0: after the civil
1: case. Is that I right? I think this or- is a,
0: I think this is a new defamation I mean. yeah. suit, but it, but I don't think, I think it's for something. I think she also has sued for what he said in a CNN special after the verdict came out. Oh, I think this one isn't before that. I think there's like three I, different I lawsuits. Who's paying all out.
1: of her legal bills, by the way. I don't. I, I think that there's someone probably paying these legal bills. Uh, oh,
0: that certainly. I, I mean, I think. I think it's even been written yeah. about. We can look that up. Who exactly was funding I, those? I, I
1: don't know. I'm just guessing. I was just thinking of this. I'm like, I'm sure we're going to find it. Some Democrat mega donor who is abusing the legal system in this way to just try to smear Trump. But I, I think Clay that also. You know, when I had friends who worked in uh, in college admissions, a whole other thing. I had a couple of friends who worked at some elite schools in the admissions, and they used to always say, if the file was too thick, it's a no go. Meaning, if you have to if you have to just throw so much, right? Like there's only yeah. some things that you need to see. And I think we're out of the file is too thick moment against Donald Trump, where really four indictments, plus the civil case in New York, plus the E. and Carroll thing, it's, it starts to turn into noise. And the, uh, and the maniacal nature of this effort starts to become apparent just from they're doing like, you know, it's too much, right? There's just too yeah. much they're throwing at them at once. So I, I think that they're, getting close to the line where people would see this already. The Republicans obviously see it this way and have all along. But I think some independents are going to say, this is
0: like harassment, basically. Well, and I think this could play into Trump's favor, which is what I was going to say. I think the Alvin Bragg case may end up going off first because it's still scheduled, I think, for March. And the Alvin Bragg case in New York City is a total mess. I mean, it's basically a bookkeeping that they're trying to elevate to a felony charge and even the most dyed-in-the-wool anti-Trump zealots out there looked at this, these charges and said, yeah, this is a joke. So I think Trump could benefit from the witch hunt starting with the Alvin Bragg case going first because I think it sets the precedent that what is going on is so intensely political that people pay less attention. So, remember, there are a lot of people out there saying, oh, this case is going to start in March. I don't think this case with Jack Smith is going to be able to start until after the Supreme Court rules fully with all of its opinions, assuming that they don't come out with those opinions until June. That means that then you have to seat a jury, all that process. Then you have to worry about whether or not the, uh, the, the South Florida case is implicated. Um, the timing on this is is going to drag. And I, I still wonder whether more than one conviction is going to be possible. Uh, born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation made a promise to ensure we never forget. Since then, it's been committed to supporting America's heroes and their families. Heroes like U.S. Army Specialist Michael Hook. He lost his life in Iraq when his helicopter was shut down. He'd enlisted in the military after graduating high school, left behind a pregnant fiancé who gave birth to a son. He would never meet. Thanks to the generosity of friends like you, Tunnel the Towers paid off the mortgage on his family's home, relieving a financial burden and bringing stability. The foundation helps Gold Star and fallen first responder families, as well as our nation's most catastrophically injured heroes and homeless veterans. Join Tunnel the Towers on its mission to do good. America's heroes are counting on you. 95 cents of every dollar you give goes directly to its programs. Donate $11 a month to tunnel the towers at t2t.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices our heroes have made for us.
1: We've got Carrie Lake, as promised, with us now. She is running for a critical Senate seat in Arizona. It could be the difference between Senate control or not, for what will hopefully be a second term for President Trump. Uh, Carrie, great to have you back on the program. Thanks for making the time.
3: Well, thank you for having me, guys.
1: So, you know, we've got a few things to talk to you about. I did want to get you, though, to weigh in first, if I could, Carrie, on, you know, both what Governor Abbott is doing at the border, because the whole nation, I think, is focusing in on this today. It's really a critical issue. And you want to be a senator, uh, and we certainly hope you're successful in this endeavor. You want, you want to be a senator from a border state. I have a feeling your home state governor not exactly stepping up for the Constitution like Abbott is. So If you could speak to both of those.
3: Um, Well, you know, this is why when I ran for governor, I had the strongest border policy this country had ever seen. And it was the states taking back their sovereignty and taking control of the border. I called it an invasion before anybody else did, and it is truly an invasion. I think now everyone's come to the realization. And I suggested months ago, Governor Abbott, since he had control of a state, and he is a Republican, to issue a declaration of invasion and immediately take control of the border. And um, I'm glad that he's doing it now. I wish he would have done it sooner, but better late than never. Um, each border state, each governor has the ability and, frankly, the duty, the duty to the citizens of their state and of this country secure the border on their own we we can't rely on the federal government joe biden caused this and he's weaponizing the federal government um to keep the problem alive and so i i'm really concerned that we it's going to get worse um i hope the senate gets together and comes up with a, a border plan not to give all these people amnesty not for the taxpayers to pay for their Um, you know, lawyers and give them job permits and allow them to stay here forever. I hope instead they do a very simple piece of legislation which funds the border wall and they get that thing up ASAP. And they also, you know, allow these states to put their National Guard on the border and protect their citizens
0: carrie appreciate you being on with us uh i want to play you've been in the center of a lot of controversy which thank you by the way And you know that buck and myself both really wish that you were governor right now because we know you would be standing behind greg abbott for border security unlike katie hobbs uh, but there's a lot of people who don't want you involved in politics and this clip i want to play for you it's 52 seconds you can tell people where or if you think they should go listen to a longer version uh, but this is 52 seconds. I want to play it for our audience. And let me give a little bit of prelude beforehand. Uh, this is a clip where someone is offering to pay you not to run uh, for the Senate from Arizona. Here is uh, cut 23, if we could play it. And then I'm going to ask you to react to it right after, Carrie. Here it is.
3: There are very powerful people that want to keep you out. The I know, they do.
0: But they're willing to put their money where their mouth is in a big way.
3: So...
1: This conversation never
3: happened what do they want me to do you want to stay out
1: for two years <laughs> is there a number at which i can
3: be bought, can be bought. <laughs> that's what it's about you can take a pause for a couple years no and they go right back to what you're no 10 million 20 million 30 no 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 a billion no i don't want to deal with people like this these people are un-american and i i think they're unethical and I would be absolutely immoral if I did that. You know what it is? The people don't get to choose their elected officials unless they're pre-approved by the swamp. And the swamp doesn't pre-approve of me. You need a strong party to help I think you, you should go public with this and then no, say, hey. No, 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 and then I turn my key in my car and I just... <laughs> Okay,
0: that is blockbuster, Carrie. Um, that is, and, and I'm curious, so many questions that I, that I have coming out of that. Uh, but, But first of all, do you know who wanted to pay you not to run for Senate from Arizona. Uh, Did you record that yourself? What can you tell our audience that just heard that clip uh, of someone offering, conveying an offer, it sounds like, to you to be paid not to run for Senate from Arizona?
3: Well, there's a longer version. It's between 10 and 11 minutes, the full version that is out, and I I really recommend people go and listen to that. Um, It's shocking. I I was literally dumbfounded when that happened. I thought I was in an episode of House of Cards, and that is the now former uh, chair of the AZGOP, uh, Jeff DeWitt, who was uh, chairman of the Arizona Republican Party. He he resigned yesterday, thankfully. This kind of unethical behavior that we have to root out of all of politics and government. We have to get this out. I don't care if the corruption's Democrat corruption, Republican corruption. We, the people, demand a change. We're at wit's end right now. So This was a a conversation. Yes, I did record that. uh, Jeff had called me. This was 11 months ago, by the way. And, you know, you guys might just be learning about it. But shortly after this conversation happened, I got on a plane and headed to CPAC in Washington, D.C., where I was going to be delivering a keynote speech. And and it was just gnawing at me that that happened. And the whole plane right there, I just thought. I had to tell somebody about this. So I changed my speech. And during my speech, I laid out exactly what happened. And I've been talking about this for 11 months now. The mainstream media has never asked me once about it. I laid that whole thing out for 11 months. I talk about it in speeches, when I go to small groups, big groups. And no mainstream media reporter ever called and said, tell me more about that. Who is behind it? What's going on? And so um, this this was released this week. I recorded it because... Uh, Jeff had called me about you know, a few minutes earlier and said, "I, what are you doing? I'm in your neighborhood. I'm just outside your neighborhood. I'm on my way over, and I have to talk to you about something. And um, there's something I, I can't talk. It's about. I knew it was about me running for Senate because we had a little bit of a – I said, I'm not going to be talked out of running for Senate. Uh, if I decide to do it, I'm going to do it. And he said, well, I have to talk to you about something very important. I'm paraphrasing, of course. And but I can't do it on the phone. What I have to tell you, I have to tell you in person. And I don't know about you guys, but you ever just get a funny feeling in your stomach and your gut, and you go, "This doesn't sound right." And I I mean,
0: I I was CIA, Carrie. That used to happen sometimes, for sure. (laughs)
1: Yes.
3: So,
0: Carrie, so let me ask you this then: Do you know? I
3: recorded it because because I thought there could maybe there was going to be a threat involved against my safety, and I and I recorded it, and then I never listened to it again until this week. And something, another little like you know, feeling said, you should listen to that again. And so I pulled that out. I found it. I tracked it down. And I was sitting at the dinner table with my husband and daughter who's 20 and hit play while we were eating dinner. And all of our jaws dropped to the floor. We couldn't believe it was so much worse than I even remembered it. And my daughter who's 20, who is so worried about her future and and whether she'll be able to live the American dream said, mom, tell me this guy's no longer involved in politics. I said, well, he actually is. He runs the Arizona Republican Party, and she said, "You have to do something about this, mom. You can't just sit on that." And do you, I, I really didn't think I was going to do anything, but I, my daughter, and this generation and their future depends on us rooting people like this out.
0: Do you know who conveyed that offer to Jeff DeWitt?
3: I don't know for certain. Um, I thought about it. I've pondered it i've laid awake at night wondering you know i've come up with things people i think it might be the sad thing guys is that you could think for 24 hours and probably work up a list of 400 people and entities that it could be Carrie, can i also why why, that's how how corrupt it is why
1: why would they not want you to run you know like i mean not just it's one thing people can choose who they want in a primary we get that fine The, the notion that that you would need to be and you know you obviously didn't take it. The, they made you an offer you can't refuse, except you refused it. Um, but that they would want to do this to prevent you from running. Why, like, why do you think that is?
3: Well, this was 11 months ago, and I'm in the lay it out. Um, Jeff Dewitt is a DeSantis supporter, and they don't they didn't want a MAGA candidate, in my opinion, on the ballot. They knew that it would bring, I bring out MAGA and I bring out a lot of independents. I'm actually very popular with independents, the most popular Republican in Arizona with independents. You have to remember, I was in their homes for almost 30 years as um, the main news voice in Arizona. And um, I I think they want to hurt, I think that they wanted to hurt Trump. I think they wanted to put an end to Trump. and, And I was getting a lot of pressure to back away and distance myself from President Trump, which I won't do. He's an incredible president, a great candidate, And he's the man for this moment that we are in in history. And so um, I think they did not want me. I don't think they want MAGA. I don't think they want America first, honest people that can't be bribed and can't be blackmailed going to Washington, D.C. Because what happens is you get there and immediately they try to bribe you, blackmail you, pay you off and get control over you so that you that we always wonder, why do these guys vote the way they do? We elect them. They tell us they're going to do something. And then they go there and immediately just stab the American people in the back. And um, and they're worried about me because as you, if you listen to the whole tape, Jeff says, Washington, D.C. is a big back-scratching club. And you don't scratch their back. And you've already made it uh, very apparent you won't scratch their back. And I won't. And I'm not joining the back-scratching club. I'm joining the butt-kicking club. And we're going <laughs> to... We're going to knock some sense into these people. Well, Carrie,
0: we certainly want you to be the next senator from Arizona. So I'm guessing carrylake.com is where people who are listening to this right now can go donate. But you you mentioned something. I just want to circle back to it. When I hear that, Carrie, you said it. It feels like you're in a House of Cards movie that, uh, you know, the television show where people are pulling threads. Doesn't a huge part of you, you said there might be 400 people. But shouldn't we know who's trying to bribe someone not to run for office? Like where that money is coming from that Jeff, because De- Jeff DeWitt theoretically is conveying an offer, right? He would know. Right. I think as a, as a citizen, certainly if I lived in Arizona, I'd want to know. But as a citizen of the United States, I want to know who's trying to bribe people not to run because they don't like what they might say. That seems very important to know.
3: I agree, and I think he should say who these very powerful people back east are. Um, very powerful very powerful people back east should not be dictating who runs for office in Arizona or uh, Missouri or Texas. The people of Arizona don't want powerful people back east dictating who they approve to run for office. And the sad thing is DeWitt was very well aware there have been four or five polls that have come out. At this point when he came to my house that nobody could beat me in the u.s senate race i was polled against everybody and and i beat them all by a mile including in the polling for the general election so that's what makes me believe that they didn't want me on because they knew i could win and they don't want a mama bear who's fed up and who's going to fight for her state in washington dc
0: do you think it could be mitch mcconnell
3: I don't know. I mean, no, I, I don't. I really don't want to sit here and guess and throw names out. I don't think that's responsible. Um, I don't know who it could be. The problem is, as I said, it could be so many people, which shows you how dirty po- politics and D.C. is. And I think that's why they hate Trump. Washington, D.C. hates Trump. And they hate me. And actually, we need to be sending people to D.C. that D.C. doesn't want. Carrie, I just Rather I just
1: need people. to know something. Are, are you going to win by enough that? They can't uh, can't derail it with uh, shutting down voting and printers going awry.
3: Well, I believe we are. I believe we are. And I think you know we've one of the things we've done since that last election revealed what happened and how they did it and what they did. and it makes it harder the next time around they got to come up with new ways. I mean, they did new things in twenty two that they didn't do in twenty, and now there's a reason they're trying to sue me and stop me and get me just like Trump get me so caught up in court and bogged down that I can't campaign. It's truly election interference. They're doing it at a national level with Trump here in Arizona with me. But the people understand that I have been a fighter for them, that I didn't back down, and that uh, we are revealing exactly where the where the problems are in our election system. And we just want, it. to be honest, guys, I just want honest elections. I want the most liberal uh, Democrat and the most conservative Republican and everything in between. I want everyone's legal vote to count and that we can all rest assured that our system is uh, fair and honest. And that's all. I think everybody wants that.
1: All right, Carrie Lake, everybody running for Senate. We'll have you on again, Carrie, as it gets closer. Thanks for being here.
3: Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. God bless you.
1: God bless. Look, there's really good work being done by the staff at the Preborn Network of Clinics. This nonprofit is dedicated to saving the lives of unborn children. Preborn clinics are in communities where the rates of abortion are at their highest nationally, and they are providing an alternative for pregnant mothers. The team at Preborn welcomes each mother-to-be with unconditional support and the opportunity, opportunity to meet their child through an ultrasound because when a mom in crisis is introduced to her baby through the ultrasound, sees the baby, hears that heartbeat, so often that helps her make the decision to give the child life. The chances of survival for that baby double after a visit to a Preborn clinic. Preborn has rescued over 280,000 babies from abortion, and every day they're rescuing 200 babies' lives. If you have the means, would you consider a gift that would help babies in a big way, a leadership gift? Your tax-deductible donation of $5,000 would sponsor Preborn's entire network of clinics for 24 hours. It's tax-deductible, and you could help save 200 tiny babies' lives. The donate, dial pound 250, say the keyword baby. But whatever you can donate, please, $28 is what an ultrasound costs. Dial pound 250, say baby, or donate securely at preborn.com slash buck. That's preborn.com slash B-U-C-K. Sponsored by Preborn.
0: I encourage you. Who's there for heroes or the families left behind when a service member or first responder dies or is severely injured in the line of duty? Who helps our country's homeless veterans and who helps our nation to never forget 9-11? Let me tell you who. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation.
1: The Foundation's gold star, fallen first responder, smart home, and a homeless veteran programs comprise their In the Line of Duty programs. They're all dedicated to honoring our nation's heroes and their families. That's T, the number two, T.org. Look, I'm a two way guy. Second Amendment, all about it. I appreciate the sport of shooting. I appreciate marksmanship. I appreciate the right to bear arms and to defend oneself. I also respect the craftsmanship of a well-made firearm at a phenomenal price. My first career out of college put me in parts of the world where, you know what? I had to have a firearm to protect myself. Years later, I keep myself trained and in shape with my firearms. Going to the gun range with my brothers on the weekend, that's a regular event for us. It's a great time to come together, and it helps keep our skills sharp. So if you're a firearms enthusiast like me, or you have one in your life, let me tell you about the industry's best-kept secret, Bear Creek Arsenal. They offer a wide range of premium calibers at a fraction of what the competition does. How does Bear Creek Arsenal do it? There's no middleman fees, that's how. I own one of their AR-15s. It is an incredible firearm. They know what they're doing. Discover Bear Creek Arsenal. Go online to bearcreekarsenal.com slash buck. That's bearcreekarsenal.com slash B-U-C-K. Use my name, Buck, as your promo code for 10% off your first order. You're going to be amazed at the incredible quality of their firearms and the unbeatable price. bearcreekarsenal.com slash buck. Use the name Buck to get that 10% off your first order.
0: Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-GOLD. As always, go subscribe to the podcast. Also, you can go subscribe at ClayandBuck.com. And if you did... And if you are watching us right now, I'm waving at you, and I bet Riley Gaines can wave at you from our New York studios. Buck is waving at you from Miami. You can watch all three hours now of the radio show behind the Clay and Buck wall there at clayandbuck.com. So you can go get signed up if you're out and about, and uh, let's say you just want to stream the live video version of all three hours of the program. It now exists, and you can subscribe and be able to do so. I just mentioned Riley Gaines. She is in our New York City studio. She is a friend of mine. She lives in here in Nashville, does a lot of work with OutKick as well. And right off the top, Riley, I know you've got a children's book, and we're going to ask about that. And you, I bet, have a copy that you can hold up and show people on video. Um, but things just keep getting crazier in sports. And this week, Sage Steele, who you know well and I know well, shared a video talking about how many women who are on the LPGA tour are afraid to speak out against a man who is trying to qualify to play on the LPGA tour. Now, anyone who's ever golfed knows that they have women's tees and they have men's tees. Pretty well-established men theoretically can hit the ball farther than women. Although sometimes my tee shots do not go past the women's uh, tee box. That is uh, not always ideal for me, but Riley, can you believe that things just keep getting crazier when it comes to men deciding to pretend to be women and try to win women's championships?
2: I would love... Well, first of all, Clay, thank you so much for having me on. Um, look, I would love to say that I'm surprised, but truthfully, I'm not uh, this is, I mean, we could predict that this is the direction that we're going, uh, that we're going to continue going while our leaders basically sit on their hands, whether that be leaders of the NCAA, uh, whether that be leaders of now the LPGA, whether that be in corporate America, the Biden administration, they are sitting idly by and smiling, as are the women, right? We ask ourselves all the time, I hear it all the time, where are the feminists? You know, where are these women? They are sitting and applauding their own erasure. So I would love to say uh, that I'm surprised but truthfully, um, I think we can only predict that this continues going in the direction that we're going unless we have people willing to stand up to it.
1: Hey, Riley, it's Buck. I wonder on this when you travel and, and you're making uh, the case that you do and and you're giving speeches uh, with people college and just open to the general public. Is there anyone out there who is willing to publicly debate you on this issue? Is, is there a way that we could try to get somebody of some prominence in the pro-trans women against women athletes movement because I just I feel like this is one of those things where there's this uh, belief that's out there but it will it will never allow itself to be publicly challenged right so they'll just keep on taking shots at you from behind Twitter or they'll be you know they'll mob you at a speech screaming things will anyone actually debate you <laughs> I, I really wonder about this
2: uh, I look this will be my my public call to Megan Rapino to Keith Olbermann, let's let's bring that guy into this, uh, to Leah Thomas at that, I would love to debate this topic with any of those three individuals. Because, But I can tell you what their response would be, uh, well, really what their lack of response means. Um, they know that their side, that their argument, is not rooted in, in science you know what happened to follow the science uh, it's not rooted in common sense or truth or logic or reasoning or lived experience really um, but our side is um, so I will I will wait for the day for any of those three individuals or really anyone on the other side of the aisle to have that conversation to have civil discourse which is what our society is lacking um, on this issue and many others um, I, I, I wait for that
0: Riley, you have an illustrious uh, SEC swimming career, despite the fact that Keith Olbermann, who, by the way, the most devastating thing you've actually said about Keith Olbermann is that you had to ask your dad who he was, which I, I just picture Keith Olbermann curling up in the fetal position totally. when he heard that. Uh, but you swam at the University of Kentucky. I just mentioned your dad, Brad Gaines, I think I'm correct in this, played football at Vanderbilt. Correct. Uh, and for people out there who remember 1980s SEC football, your dad was involved he was a tight end at vanderbilt caught a pass and chucky mullins who played for old miss hit him became paralyzed and it's a iconically an iconic and also very sad story because chucky mullins ended up dying as a result of that hit and many people out there who are sec fans know about this i bring it up for this reason they made a documentary about it when you spoke out against espn uh honoring leah thomas as a women's athlete of the year what happened to espn when it comes to your dad's documentary about that hit between brad gaines chucky mullins that was so uh instrumental in striking a a a chord with so many football fans out there what did espn do
2: they removed it from their, their docket entirely uh, which is wild. Uh, you're right the story between my dad and Chucky Mullins um, of course it's a, a very tragic one uh, but it's a story of hope it's a story of overcoming adversity and, and you know this these racial barriers that, that we see prevalent today even in, in football press conferences and different things um, it's an incredible heart-touching heartwarming story um, but I, I, there was the tweet that it's my pin tweet on my profile um, it was something to the effect of his Women's History Month. They're honoring Leah Thomas, the only woman in air quotes there. The only woman they choose to honor in all of swimming for, for Women's History Month was a man. Um, and so I spoke out about this and said, look, Leah Thomas is not brave or inspiring. This is this is a cheater, um, a narcissistic cheater at that. And if I was a woman working at ESPN, I would walk out. Um. Yeah they they didn't like that very much, and so that that's been removed entirely. It's, I think the the thirty for thirty and SEC story is still maybe in their library, uh, but it's not on their rotation anymore.
0: Do you think that I mean, a that's single staggering to think about, Buck? That they took her dad's documentary down because the daughter criticized them <laughs> for honoring a man pretending to be a woman. I mean, that's just how venal these people are. To your point on like who will take the other side. A lot of people privately will attack it. It's crazy. Well,
1: well, this is also why I wanted to ask her if, um, you know, you operated in the in the sports world at the highest NCAA level of, of your sport. D- do any of the people who actually um, compete uh, do they believe this? I mean, I just can't imagine if you're a young woman who, whether you're a swimmer or you're you're a track athlete or field hockey, whatever, uh, and has worked so hard wouldn't recognize that allowing some guy who's six foot four to suddenly say, I'm a woman, and start throwing elbows in the pool during uh, water polo practice, that that's insane, right? Like, are, are there people, have you come across people that have competed at a high level who really truly believe that men don't have an advantage over women in sports? Does the, does the brainwashing work well enough for that?
2: I don't think anyone believes that men don't have an advantage. Uh, there are certainly a very, very, few um who are willing to overlook that piece in in hopes of being seen as kind and inclusive um but i will speak for the majority of especially elite female athletes in saying that we do see the harm and we do see the severity of allowing men into women's sports um just like sage said in her video that she made that you had briefly mentioned uh, at the beginning of the segment the amount of messages just just in this LPGA Um, Just in this instance, the amount of messages I have received from these LPGA golfers who have either had to compete against Haley Davidson or will potentially have the opportunity uh, moving forward to compete against Haley Davidson, who are appalled at what's going on. Um, some of them have told me stories about what this man has said to them, about their bodies. I mean, just really disturbing things. And these, these girls, Sage said it. Uh, they want to say something, but they're terrified. You know, they don't want to, they don't want to have to make the sacrifice. You know, they train so hard. They don't want to not compete. Uh, they're scared of the backlash. They, a lot of the, too, playing a professional sport, it's their source of income. Uh, they're barely getting by. And so these girls, they can't, they can't risk that for their family's sake
0: um tell us about the book the book is let me make sure i get it right happy no snakes day you can hold it up on video there riley um bravebooks.com for people out there who have kids and are looking for something to uh to be able to share with them what is the book about what inspired you to write it and why do you think kids out there and their parents would enjoy it
2: well Here's what I do know. Um, our society wants nothing more than to target our children with dangerous rhetoric, which is exactly why I partnered with Brave Books um, so that our children know when they're being told lies and how to stand up against it with confidence um, my book happy no snakes day uh, again a part of brave books library collection of libraries it's really cool um, a really cool thing they've done here they have different authors each month so it's a, a subscription service which is really cool uh, and if you go to bravebooks.com and sign up for their subscription you can get my book for free um, but happy no snakes day it is about um, standing up for the truth, speaking the truth, even when, uh, despite being afraid, you know, the consequences and the fear of what might happen uh, when you call out the hypocrisy and the lies and the deception and the manipulation that you see. Um, doing the right thing is always the right thing. Uh, there's no compromise between right and wrong. Uh, and that is what my 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 book, Happy No Snakes Day, is about.
0: Awesome stuff. Uh, you have done... Amazing work, uh, Riley. Let's play, let you react to, I think we have the Sage Steel audio that we were referencing. It's like 40 seconds. Listen to this, I'll let you react to it, and then I encourage everybody to go buy that book.
1: You know, this whole transgender sports topic, one of the things I hear a lot of, are, why aren't these women standing up, these female athletes? I got a DM over the weekend from one LPGA golfer currently on the tour who is responding to the biological male who won a women's tournament last weekend, and she said, There's a lot of people on the tour that feel the same way, but they're scared of losing sponsors. And she said that that's the problem. They're struggling financially, either don't have a sponsor and are looking for one or have a sponsor and are afraid that the sponsors are then going to dump them for standing up for their own sport. So I see that. I see the fear in these women. My question is, what can we do? What can we do to help them feel more secure, to help them financially maybe so they can stand up?
0: Riley, you had a great answer. I'm I, I seconded it. I saw that Seth Dillon at the Babylon B. I talked to Buck, he wants to do it too. I love this. You said if anybody decides not to golf against a man and they lose a sponsor, you, me, now, multiple other people out there have said we'll help to defray and pick up whatever sponsorship costs you lose, which is, I think, one way to get female athletes to be more comfortable standing up because They don't have to worry about losing their ability to make a living.
2: Absolutely. Uh, What we're seeing, what we need to see, really, is we have to incentivize doing the right thing, which is kind of a sad concept. It's sad that we have to do this, but we know what we're up against uh, and the risk and the threats. They're real. I've seen them. Um, I've seen them play out in my own life. You know, my coach has seen them. People around me who who support me, um, even for simply making a, a post on Instagram, people have lost their jobs for that. So the threats and the risk are real, but we have to incentivize doing the right thing. Um, we, uh, like Sage mentioned, these girls are terrified. And so knowing they have people in their corner who are behind them 100%, uh, that's encouraging. That's what I needed when I was competing. Uh, and so to be that person for those people, uh, that's what this, this activism that I've undertaken, that's what it's about. So I, um, I'm happy to do it. You as well, Megan Kelly, even so. Uh, and I, I think saw we that. could yes. crowd this. You know, get get people to contribute because people now more than ever are looking for ways to to contribute, ways alternative ways that go against um, these companies and organizations and and entities like the LPGA who don't represent their values. Um, so highlighting that, that's what we need.
1: Riley Gaines, everybody, Riley. Great work. Thanks
0: so much for being here. What's the book again?
2: It is called Happy No Snakes Day, and you can find it on bravebooks.com.
0: Cool. She's doing fantastic work. Athlete, SEC school. A lot of athletics happening this weekend, Buck. You were talking about the fact that you've been putting some picks in on the Australian Open. Tomorrow, I'm going to give you my NFC and AFC picks. I'm going to give you some winners. We've done well. We've won two straight weeks with prize picks. Here's what I want you to do. Go sign up, prizepicks.com slash clay. Pretty much every state in the nation, they are adding one after the other, but in particular, Texas, California, Georgia. If you feel left out when it comes to being able to make picks on games, being able to make picks on athletes, individual performances, go sign up today, Daily Fantasy prizepix.com slash clay. They will match your first deposit of up to $100. All you have to do is sign up, prizepix.com slash clay. Again, prizepix.com slash clay. You put $100 in, they'll give you $100 as well. You get your money balanced out right there. Buck's enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. I'll give you another winner. prizepix.com slash clay. Do it today.
1: iHeart. Nowadays, 20 bucks barely gets you a burger and fries or maybe a quarter tank of gas. You know what it'll get you, though? For just $20 a month, you can get unlimited talk, text, and plenty of 5G data from my cell phone company, Pure Talk. Make the switch today and save an additional 50% off your first month. Choose a wireless company who shares
0: our values. Go to puretalk.com slash clay to switch today so you can actually afford that burger and fries. That's puretalk.com Slash Clay.